Welcome to Healing for Healers with Abby Wynn and Regina of the Land. And now a prayer. Father Sky, Grandmother Moon, please bless this healing space. I call on the four directions, the north, south, east and west, to hold us in the energy of love, compassion, beauty, healing, lightness and joy. I invite in the wisdom of the ancestors, angels, ascended masters and star beings to enrich our conversation, inspire us and use us as channels for light, love and healing. I call on Mother Earth, the star systems and all the planets to open the pathways so we may present to you the best, richest information. Have access to the highest vibration of healing energies. And offer what is most needed for those who need it right now. And so it is. And so it is. Hi there. Welcome to this episode of Healing for Healers. It's really good to be here with you all. I don't know about you, but I'm a member of Spotify. I know I probably should change that. But we have our podcast out on Spotify. And they do a Spotify wrapped at the end of the year where they tell you what the most played song is, who your favorite artists are. But I didn't know that for podcasters, they also do a Spotify wrapped. And I got the most incredible statistics from them. I just wanted to share them with you before I lead you into my really fun conversation that I had with Honey Golden. So according to Spotify, which is only one of the many platforms that people listen to this podcast on, our podcast, Healing for Healers, was in the top 10% of the most shared globally, which is just incredible to me. We're also in the top 10% most followed podcasts which is definitely a big wow. Healing for Healers is listened to in 53 countries. There was 916 new minutes this year, but now I'm adding more, so that's changing already, and I'm definitely going to be adding more next year. But our listenership has increased by 265%. So if I ever doubted that people weren't hearing the message, were not enjoying our podcast, well, I don't have any reason to doubt anymore. And it's very life-affirming and validating to get these statistics. But what's even better is hearing you guys when you write in and ask questions or you come to the Instagram and say, I loved your episode, or even when you just share, share the podcast, the episodes that you love. So I just want to say thank you so much to all of you for showing up for doing your work, because I know, you know, that's one of the themes of this podcast. Very strong theme is that know yourself and do your inner work. And I know not everybody's able for that. In fact, if we were, if it was easy to do, we'd be living in a totally different world, wouldn't we? So on that note, I want to introduce the talk I did with Honey Golden. And you've probably met Honey already. We've already done an episode together on spiritual tools for self-protection. But this is a particular topic that she's very keen on. Going to the Dolores Cannon idea that first we have the scouts 
who are souls that are born into human bodies, who check out planet Earth, scout around. And then we have the warriors who come in and do the spiritual work, do the spiritual breaking down of barriers, opening up the secrets, unlocking the wisdom. And according to Honey, it's now it's time for the healers to step in. And through the healers also come the builders. So we have the scouts, the warriors, the healers, and the builders. And so the healers heal all the mess that the warriors created. And then the builders come and build something new. Now, it's a lovely idea, and uh, I'm always open to lovely ideas. But my sense is that many of us are all of these things, maybe not scouts necessarily, but I know I've been a warrior and I still am at times, as well as a healer, and I'm certainly building new things. So there are some of us are all of those things. Some of you might just be healers, some of you might just be warriors, and some of you might be warriors and builders. I don't think we can pigeonhole anybody into one particular category of anything. And um, the biggest learning over the last few years has been for me to not get attached to ideas or to people, to make space for them to not be what we think they are, our ideas and the people and history and the world, and to pull yourself out of the structures that you thought were holding you, because they're not actually holding you at all, and to connect into your body and to your heart, and to realize that you can hold yourself to a certain degree, but what really can hold you is faith in God, and having God come in, into your life, into everything you do, that's the true nature of spirituality. You know, I hear people saying, you cannot be spiritual and curse You can't be spiritual and have a few pints and a laugh. I think that's bullshit and I have no problem cursing. Some guys have said to me actually that they've really enjoyed me coming out of myself and all the cursing that I do makes it real. This is what I'm saying. Spirituality is real. Spirituality is having God in your heart at all times. Even when you're out for the crack, having a bit of fun, going doing your shopping, you know, chatting with your friends. There's no reason why you have to have an on and off switch for God. God can always be there, no matter what you do. And God, I'm sure, likes to kick back and and have a rest too. And some of you are saying, yeah, but is God another being? I'm beginning to feel that God actually is another being outside of me, which leads me again into the questioning everything. The whole new age idea, all the answers you have are within. Well, if God is another being outside of us, we're a part of him, but he's more than we are on our own, then maybe there are certain answers that are outside of us. I found that the best thing you can do is still your mind and just sit in silence and then ask the question and wait for the answer to come in. And it might not be immediate, but what's beautiful about the times that we're in, it won't take 30 years. It won't. I mean, when I started off my spiritual journey, It was a long time ago because I've been in my healing practice now as a healer for about 12 years. So I would have been in training to get to that point for at least 10 years or more before that. And answers took weeks and weeks and months to come to me. And now they take minutes. So that's what I mean when the veils, the veils are gone. What's blocking you from receiving the answer that isn't you is gone. 
And so you have to start asking those questions, giving yourself that quiet time, bringing God into your heart and into your world all the time. And yeah, we're human, so God holding us isn't always enough. We need other people to hold us too. But when we can accept ourselves exactly as we are, then we can turn to the other person, the one we want to hold us, and accept them exactly as they are, even the parts of them that you don't like, because there's parts of you that you don't like too. And if we can just give love to those parts of us, the difficult parts, and realize it's a piece of me that I'm having trouble with, but it's still me, and I open myself to compassion and love towards that piece of me, and then look at the other and see it's not their behavior, it's the person. The person that's doing the behavior, that's what I love. So I let go of the behavior. I let go of the aspect of them that's confused or troubled or stressed or struggling and not see them as that part of them, but see the wholeness behind them. Then it's easier to let somebody in to hold you too. So enough me. Um, I'm looking forward to what next year is going to bring. I have an amazing lineup of guests. And some of you were asking, where's Regina? How come a lot of these episodes this year has been just Abby, Abby and guest? Because I don't like to go talking on my own. I know I'm talking on my own here, but I, I don't like to fill all of those hours. 916 minutes of me talking, I think, would do your head in. But Regina's been doing other things this year. And she's still very keen to be part of the podcast. And she's got plans and ideas herself for episodes too. So we come back next year with a bang. There's going to be episodes with me and Regina, as usual. There's going to be episodes with me and guests. There's going to be episodes with Regina and guests. And there might even be episodes with me, Regina and guests. And I'm pretty sure during the course of the year, I'll also throw in some healing work that I've done to keep you guys filled with the light and the healing energies, because I have absolutely no problem sharing stuff with you. So on to our conversation. I hope you enjoyed my little, little chat here. And do get in touch. You know, I don't want to work in a vacuum, guys. So tell me how you are, how's it going. Write to me, healingforhealerspodcast at gmail.com. Or you can come along to my Instagram, healing, and uh, say how you're doing. And we'll see you soon. Hi, everybody. I have Abby here with me today. (laughs) (laughs) Abby and I are like fast friends. And I know we've been friends for lifetimes so anyway, I'm so excited to have her here. <laughs> so, so what are we talking about? <laughs> we're going to talk about healers. So how the healers are coming online. I think we should actually talk about the timelines first, because this kind of applies to that. So you were bringing that up. So go ahead. Yeah. Yeah. Because we were just talking a, a minute ago before we started recording. I had a very strong vision today about many, many things. And so as you do, when you get that connection, which is really interesting for people to know that it doesn't happen all the time. It, it's this kind of windows of opportunity where you get these connections and then there's not. And it's not so much about the veils being open or closed. It's more about how receptive you are to receiving the information. And I had been looking at a lot of stuff around 3D, 4D, 5D, where are we? What's going on? Are we golden age? Are we Atlantis age? You know, the shift in this, the shift in that. And somebody had written, here's six possible timelines. Which one do you pick? And this was on Facebook. And so it went, 
in the grades of the absolutely horrendous timelines where we're all slaves to this lizard race from outer space right up to we're all living in in serenity and harmony and 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 all that kind of stuff and I had asked about that when I was you know talking with my guides this morning and they basically said the more people that wake up and deliberately choose a frequency the more the timelines change and shift to enhance that and so we're all choosing higher and higher frequency lives where we want to be in our integrity our authenticity where we value truth the truth above our truth i think that's an issue as well our truth i'm speaking my truth you know it's not necessarily the truth and our truth needs to be as close to the truth as possible to get up to those higher frequencies so as we come together in these higher frequencies through our healing, through our bravery. I think it's a very brave thing to do our inner work, to admit that maybe our truth is not the truth and to let go of the stuff that we wanted to hold on to for comfort, to embrace the truth, um, that these lower frequency, horrendous, horrible scenario timelines dissolve away. Yeah. And the trajectory changes. And what's also interesting, honey, is that as these timelines dissolve away, the essence of us that we are in all of the timelines dissolves away and comes into our physical bodies in the one, the timeline that we are living in, which is more empowering for us. So Mm -hmm. I know I have of late been feeling more and more present in my life as those timelines have dissolved and that those aspects of me have disappeared and my energy in essence has been pulled into the now. So I think that's really interesting. I think it's brilliant. And I see us as a ripple in the water, you know? So, and this, we just talked about this, but basically, you know, when you throw a rock in the lake and then all of a sudden it ripples out, we're creating all these ripples. And if we're picking a higher timeline or a higher trajectory, then the people Mm. around us will also pick up on that. And maybe they won't pick exactly the same, but maybe higher than they were on. So we're just keeping moving up and up and up, which I think is just, you know, it's beautiful. And that's, what's been going on. It's, it's beautiful to watch people shed away the things that have been holding them back too. And that's been a huge theme Totally. You know, what's interesting actually is I've had quite a few clients this week and some of them have had children Mm -hmm. and what's come through in those sessions is your children would not be here if the trajectory wasn't going higher that your children, you know, it's like, will my children come with me? And it's like, well, they chose you. So yes, they're going with you. And there's no question of that. So as you're talking about the healers coming online and I remember you were saying that we have the warriors first and then the healers and then the builders. Um, what's really interesting is as the healers were bringing those children with us, whether they're healers or builders or warriors, I think we're all a mixture of all of those three things. Yeah, we are. But the fact that they choose you as a parent or mine chose me as a parent, it's just like, well, listen, my responsibility is over them. And if I do my work, I'm automatically bringing them with me. And it's just beautiful. Mm -hmm. It is beautiful. And they choose you because they know you're capable of it. Yeah. 
Yeah. And we're all stepping into it because they can see your soul from the other side. They can see who you are. And I know that's how I picked my parents, you know, because they told me. So my dad, (laughs) my dad told me, well, you picked me and then you hung out with me for nine years. And then I was finally born. And I remember being like three and finding out that they had been married for a while and that I could have been born earlier. And I was so ticked. So I carried that through you know, from the other side, like I had to wait so long to get here. Oh my God. I can't believe you said that. Yeah, it's true. Because I had a lot of personal work I needed to do before I would allow my firstborn to be born. Mm. And I had to wait until I knew that I would not be angry, caught unawares and be, you know, lash out because that's what I grew up with. So when I felt I was ready and I would be an okay mother, then I allowed her through me. And then she was angry at me for three years and cried nonstop for three years. And I always felt she was crying because why did you wait? I wanted to come earlier. What were you doing? (laughs) It's true. It's so, it's amazing. Yeah. I had a few moments of standing in the middle of the living room when I was three. One of them was when I found out about plastic and was mad at the government and everyone who was running this planet. And then the other one. Oh, I wish I saw that. Oh, I was so mad. It was like, you know, fists set at my sides, like really mad. And it was like, who's running this world? They're doing a really bad job. You know, Um, I was just so mad. But then the whole thing with my parents, I was like, I could be eight years old by now. I'm three. I could be eight. I was so irritated. And now I'm so thankful, you know, that I'm not 60 years old at the moment, that I'm still a little younger. You know, I'm happy for that. But at the time, it I just carried it right through. So it's funny. Yeah, it's amazing how you can feel the transcendent aspect of this where there's more than just what you want or what I want or what our children want or what our parents want. It's, it's also God's plan. Yeah. And I think particularly in the last three years, I know Mark Atwood has said this many times on a show. It's like all of our past careers and all of our past skills and everything we've ever done has led us to this moment where we are who we are and we're needed now. Mm-hmm. What's really interesting is I did a show with my friend, Andrew Smith, who's an astrologer, and uh, we went to college together. That's how we met. But he was one of these rugby jockey types, and I was a nerd. And so we we, kind of saw each other and go, yeah, hi, how are you? And But we didn't really hang out. And when we were talking recently in our, it was for my podcast, he had an epiphany and I had the very same epiphany in the same class, almost at the same time, that changed the trajectory of our lives. But we didn't know this at the time, because obviously we weren't that close to be able to articulate it. And even to articulate it would have been difficult because we wouldn't have had the words. And it led us to where we are now. And I just wonder, like these little atom bombs of epiphanies going off across all the timelines, across all the world, where people are shifting and moving into different trajectories. It's just amazing. It is. It is amazing. You know, the 60s were kind of a frequency point, and that's not when that was happening to you, but 
I feel like the frequencies get like, there's a certain plan for the frequencies. And I know the sixties was kind of like destroyed, like the good intentions of the sixties were destroyed with the, um, you know, marijuana trade, not marijuana, but the DRUG trade. Mm. And that was done on purpose by yeah uh, to feel that guys. Yeah. So, but those frequencies have kept coming in and activating us. It's like, okay, they're ready for this. Dink. Let's activate that one. Let's activate. It's almost like a frequency change. And then all of a sudden. But can't you even notice that with the movies? It always struck me how all the time travel movies came out at the same time and all the dinosaur movies came out at the same mm-hmm. time. And all the, you know, we're getting at the moment now is multiverse movies yeah. coming out at the same time. And to me, it's 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 the evolution of the collective consciousness, which also maps to something else I had said to you before we started recording, which is we all feed into the collective and the collective feeds into us. So one of the other pieces of information I got from my guides this morning when I was asking, why do you show so much stuff to people who don't talk to anybody, like people who aren't teachers, people who are isolated? You know, and, and and you hear things like, oh, they showed me this and this and how it connects together. And, and, and it's like every single person that gets shown something spiritually about how we're made and how we're connected together is important, mm-hmm. even if you never say it to anybody else. Because through the filter of that person's consciousness, it goes into the collective consciousness and then everybody, it seeps into everyone. Yeah. It's just beautiful because I used to play with this idea, honey, that what if everybody had the same dream and only certain people could actually remember that dream and then only certain people out of the cohort that remembered the dream would be influenced by that dream. It's happening. You know, all these things. Yeah, that's actually like happening on this plane right now. I think one thing that people get stuck on is... Okay, so you said it works this way, but this other person said it works this way. So who's right? And remember that it gets filtered through the person. Yeah. So it has to be understandable to the person for them to be able to connect the dots and put it out or not put it out, but to at least understand it. So we have but you know what else, honey? You know, you know that story about the blind guys looking at the elephant. Mm-mm. There's yeah. also a bit of that too. You don't know that one. So there's like four. Okay, I'm not getting it exactly right. I think it's an Aesop's <laughs> fable, but there's an elephant in the room, which is you know we're well used to that oh, yeah. at this point in time. Oh yeah. And so there's a blind guy, and he feels the horny um, foot and nail. And he says, this is a really hard object and it's smooth. And then someone else is feeling the tail of the elephant because it's really stringy and hairy. And then someone else is feeling the ear and it's really thin and very delicate. And then someone's feeling the the, the trunk and it's a little bit wet and sticky and gooey. And each descriptor is totally different, but it's still the same thing. So there's also a piece of that going on too. Oh, yeah. Everybody has a piece of the puzzle and we have to be tolerant of each other. I think that one of humanity's last 
big obstacles is to be tolerant and also be willing to say, okay, so I don't really agree with what you're saying, but let's listen and see if it actually applies to what I'm thinking about, because maybe you're just saying it in a different way instead of just discounting them right away. It's not the same thing as if somebody doesn't resonate with you and you feel like you're actually like losing energy or feeling really weird listening to them. I Yeah, I that is a different thing. Yeah. But if you you respect this person but you just can't understand what they're talking about, listen a little longer and also say so I see it this way and don't expect to be the same. Yeah. Then we would be robotic. We don't want to be robotic. We want to be different. We want to be different pieces of the puzzle. Well, when you think that the mysteries of the universe are far more complicated than an elephant. (laughs) And we're practically blind when we're trying to discover what it is. That even the fact that the blind guys had a texture to to describe, we don't have a texture necessarily. Somebody has a sound or a feeling Mm -hmm. or a color, you know, and and, and so even meeting on the same plane can be difficult. And one other thing, you know, we were all hanging out together in Morocco. Yeah. One of the biggest discoveries really was we are talking about the same thing. We just don't have the same language. Mm -hmm. So the words that we're using are quite different from each other. It's like when I, you know, was talking to Ian Welsh and he was telling me something and I was telling him something else. And then I realized we're actually saying exactly the same thing, but it sounds different because the words we're using are different. So I said, okay, well, when I say this, this is what I mean by this word. And he's like, oh, okay, now I understand. And he ended up changing some of the words that he was using after talking to me. He's calling things in different names now because it's 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 opened it out. Yeah. So that lack of of understanding can also be a communications issue. Yeah, and communication has been set up that way on purpose. So as we gain our memories back and we know what the truth is from the inside and then we also begin to have telepathy and also our eyes are changing because we only see 1% of the light spectrum but I know my eyes are changing right now. Um, And you start to see more on the physical level and understand more within there's kids that can put a blindfold on and they can read you a book. Wow. Yeah. So they can see with their third eye and we have that capability. It's just been turned off, but we can turn it back on. We can. I think um, it's the willingness to step out of the way and not have our expectations get in the way, you know, because, because, you know, things have to be a certain way. I need to have a sense of control over the world outside of me is what's held people back for such a long time or needing certain people in your life to behave in a certain way, because then you know where you are because they're over there. And then they do something that's not in their box that you've put them into. And then that throws you out. And and this is why I always say, start with you. Yeah. This is why we need to do our inner work, because when we can stand strong in our center on our own two feet, no matter what anybody else is doing around us, 
where our sense of well-being is not dependent on anybody else's sense of well-being or behavior or attitudes. Yeah, that's sovereign. Being it sovereign. is. Yeah. And also having the knowledge that you're okay. Like you're going to be okay, even if that person doesn't behave exactly the way that you expect them to. So have unconditional love for yourself and for other people by not putting all these conditions on them. That gives a huge amount of space around you and a space around them and a space to respond and a space Mm -hmm. to think. You know, even what's really interesting is what's just come up for me as I was chatting to a friend of mine. We were talking about TV shows and how you can sit down and watch the entire season of a show in two days or in a day. And she said, back in the day, you'd get one episode and then you'd have to wait for a week and then you get the next episode. And I said, I miss that because you enjoy the episode at a deeper level. You take the time to think about it, to Mm -hmm. what if this and what if that and maybe that and maybe this. Whereas we're all binge watching everything. Everything is so easy. Everything is so fast. And then you apply that attitude to people around you. You're not really meeting them where they are, but then they're not meeting you where you are too. And there's, it's like a really unsatisfying connection then. Mm-hmm. You want to binge watch each other. Whereas you pull out and you go, okay, I'm giving them the space. I'm going to think about what they're saying. I'm going to respond instead of react. I'm not going to take it personally, which is a huge piece of work to do. Yeah. Well, and they have this thing. And I want to say it's the millennial generation, and you guys can correct me if I'm wrong in the <laughs> comments, um, but it's called slow living. So they're trying to figure out how to slow down, but also still be successful and enjoy their actual life instead of just running around in the rat race. And that's what's coming is slower living because we won't have so many distractions in the future. And it's a great time to start to back the distractions out now. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. My see my children in a way they want the vinyl records to take out the record player and take the record out of the sleeve and look at it in the light and put it down and learn how to put the needle down and which track do we want to listen to, or do we want to Mm -hmm. listen to the whole thing? And this is stuff that we grew up with, but it's brand new for them. And then you, you're really quiet and you listen to the music instead of just pressing a button on your phone and then you're going off and doing five other things at the same time. Yeah. There's a, a respect to that. And also I think all this stuff, and Antonia is the one who mentioned this, um, screens are liquid. Yes. So they're not truly a solid thing and everything is so changeable within a screen. So you're not really getting a solid, beautiful frequency out of it either. I don't think. That's true. Mm. But I think as well to appreciate what we do have in the technology that works well, Like I I had a Zoom coffee with my healing circle yesterday for the first time. And it was really fun. And there was somebody there from the Netherlands. Someone was there from Paris. A couple of people actually lived up the road from my office, which was funny. And, you know, somebody from the UK. And we couldn't sit down in a room and have a conversation together necessarily. But we were all doing this with Zoom. And I think 
it's a beautiful thing as well. So to have the balance where you say, this is serving me and this is no longer serving me, uh, you know. I think I said to you as well, before we started recording what I do and I sit with Facebook because I have a lot of people on Facebook is show me what I need to see. It's like asking for a parking space. Show me what I need to see. Open up Facebook. There it is. Ah, great. Put your comment in and leave. And that's enough. <laughs> you know. Yeah. And, you know, contact people through these devices, but don't sit on them miscellaneously for hours on end. Because they are like a mind, like they're sucking the energy out of you, you know? Um, That's so funny. I, I'm writing my, my third novel. I'm editing my third novel. And in it, my main character is a therapist. And she's doing client sessions. And yeah. the one I just finished writing yesterday was literally, can you turn your phone off for an hour a day? I can't. I don't know why. So let's have a look. And then she ends up looking at the woman's energy field. And sees that as soon as the phone is switched on in her hand, the energy is getting sucked into the phone. I mean, it's hilarious that you just said that because that's what I was just working on. Yeah. Well, and that's the synchronicity too. Like we're all kind of connected and doing things, especially as we get closer and we find our soul tribe. I feel like we're doing a lot of things that actually sync up with each other. Yeah. And it's really a lot of fun. Like it's so much fun. I find I love it. I think it's connected to what we just said earlier about choosing the frequencies that we want in our life mm-hmm. and dissolving the timelines that don't have those frequencies and being more present to the ones that you do want to be around. Yeah. Then it slows down and you get to see all the details of what's there. Yeah. And you become more and more whole as a being because you've made room for the other aspects to come into you that you've been maybe missing or they've been off doing something else, just like all the timelines merging, you know? And I think when it comes to healing, when you're listening at that slow down level, all the details, anything that anybody says to you when they're coming to you for healing is is relevant, even though you don't think it is. Yeah. It's really interesting. And then, you know, I often get people who tell me stuff and it's like, I don't know why I told you that. And then half an hour later, something else comes up and it's directly linked back to what they had said. And then we have the piece that needs to be healed then comes through. Yeah. Yeah. And their intention, their subconscious will put that out there because their intention is to heal that day. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I, I love it how the emotional body works slightly independently of the physical body which works of this you know so you're I didn't mean to tell you all that stuff I don't know why that all just came out I said yeah because the emotional body's ready to get rid of this but your mental body didn't know but that doesn't matter yeah because you've got all of these different parts working yeah yeah I think it's a beautiful thing to watch and I think to the healing that's coming you know the the world is going to kind of crumble it's going to look like it's crumbling but we're going to rebuild it and we're going to heal it but don't feel like you have to be classified as a healer you could be the gardener of you know next door or you could be somebody that's a monk that's just pushing out the ripples it doesn't really matter as long as your intention is to heal or even just heal yourself you're helping 
Yeah, I remember one time I had a guy come to me because his mom made him come to me. And it was for for a Reiki session. Mm -hmm. And he was lying down on the plinth and he was telling me, everybody's telling me I'm a healer. My mom says I'm a healer, my auntie. And they brought me to the psychic and the psychic did a reading and said I was a healer. And, And he's like, I'm in college. I'm studying to be an engineer. I really want to be an engineer. And I said, well, do you know what? I said, your presence is what heals. And engineering, you know, you might need healers in there. So just by doing engineering and becoming an engineer, if it lights you up, if it's something that you love and you're bringing your whole essence with you into that realm, then you're healing everyone around you there Mm -hmm. without actually having to put your hands on them. I was like, I didn't know it worked that way. So it's, it's, it's a frequency that comes from you that ripples outwards. So again, you know, I think it's, it's, you can be singing and healing through voice. Remember Anya when she's singing, you know, or, or, or even just the instruments or just playing music or connecting into crystals, surrounding yourself with crystals. I have a brand new one. I know you can see it there behind me. Yeah. The pink amethyst. Yeah. Um, there's all different ways of healing. There's all different things that need to be healed. And I think you could go and see five different healers and get five totally different sessions and five different things shifting around the same time. And the fact that the person thinks they need to go to five healers is good for them without us judging that, you know, and it's. Yeah. Maybe they have all those facets that need to be healed. Yeah. Yeah. Because we are, we're all very complex. It's, it's back to that thing where we can't see the wholeness. We can't see the the, the mystery. And it's about the drive within. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So some and of us are in preparation judgment. mode. What yeah. were you going to say? Withholding judgment. Yeah. Just waiting. Just wait a little while to judge and ask, is the judgment coming from my own pain my own ego or blocks or whatever is stopping me up or is it coming from actually being aware of what's going on yeah I think I think we need to be able to give ourselves permission to judge stuff yeah but not judging too quickly and not judging from fear right is really important and also judging behavior as opposed to judging the person mm-hmm you can say while they're going through this thing, I'm available to help or I'm not available to help because it's it's easy for me to be around you or it's not easy for me to be around you. And one of the most beautiful things I've read recently, again, on Facebook, because there is some really good stuff on there, Yeah, <laughs> was a friend of a friend of mine who said that she was spending time with one of her friends and this person turned to her and said, you're really difficult to be around, but I'm making the effort because you're worth it. And then she realized, yeah, maybe I am difficult to be around. And I really appreciate that you're making the effort. And for me, that's a really mature conversation to have with somebody where you can admit that, you know, you're really difficult to be around, but I love you and I want to help you. So I'm here. Right. I would think of it. I mean, we all have an inner child and I would think of it as, you know, if somebody is a child and they're acting up or acting out but you still love them. Adults do the same thing. They're just not really allowed to in this society, but they still have an inner child and they still have wounds that need healed. So you can say to them, 
this behavior is uh, not working for me, but I love you. Yeah. I mean, that, that goes into the, you know, don't judge anyone new age crap. And also don't have toxic people in your life. But you see, the person that you've decided is toxic is because it's difficult for you to be around them and they might need you around them. Yeah. You know, and, and so to decide, well, what's the value? Is Am I supposed to be here? And even just having that conversation to say, I'm finding it difficult to be around you, but I want to be around you. So have pa- have patience with me as I'm having patience with you. Exactly. You know, even 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 clearing that can clear it up. It's not like, oh my God, that person's toxic. It drained me. I can't be around them. And you cut people out of your life because it's easy for you to do that. That's part of healing is saying, okay, I'm bringing my frequency into the world and I'm surrounded by people. And so how do I keep my frequency high while staying with these people? Because I want them in my life. Yeah. As opposed yeah. to saying, I'm going to go live in a mountain and not talk to anybody because it's easier for me to do that. And yeah, you need your mountain time, but you also, you know, part <laughs> of the world. <laughs> yeah. And being able to say it too is huge. Like being able to say this is, this behavior is really affecting how I feel, but I still want to be around you and I still love you. So that also gives them the opportunity to look in the mirror and heal instead of just reacting all the time. Yeah. 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 Because I think as a healer, what you do is you give a space to somebody where they feel that they can put down their burdens and yeah, it's not necessarily an evisceration where you spill your guts out and say, this is everything that's going on, but, but you do need to, to, to reflect back to them in a gentle and loving way too. And yeah. um, the magic happens with the synergy between mm-hmm. the two people where we give each other permission to be ourselves. And that's really what healing is. It's all that stuff you picked up and all the stuff that's hurting you isn't yours and it's okay to put it down. Right. And it's okay to not ask somebody to take it for you. Yes. It's okay for them to say, we're just going to put it on the floor and let it go. I'm not going to actually be the one that carries it for you. But yeah. That's yeah. what I think is so remarkable about the energies at the moment. Is they're really conducive to burning away all that stuff? Oh, yeah. It's like a lot of contracts are finishing up. Mm-hmm. As you know not to timestamp this or anything, but coming into the solstice at the end of, of this year, 2022, it just feels like we're turning a page and it's not just me turning a page to a new chapter or a new part of, of a story, but it's the collective. Yeah. Humanity. You know, and the energies are shifting and changing and people are making choices and people are closing down contracts and renewing contracts. And it's like, what it really feels is that we have more of a choice now than we did before. Yeah. You know, what are we choosing to do? And what's interesting, what's come up a lot for people I'm working with is they don't know what they're choosing yet. So I say, okay, don't worry about it. Wait till after the spring and just focus on now and then don't pressurize yourself to create anything or do anything or be anything. Just, just be with yourself and connect into God and just say, what do I need to heal today? And that's enough of a focus. Yeah. It's a learning period. We're going through an intense learning period and that who we're learning about is ourselves. Yeah. And who we are going forward because we're ascending, we're changing who we are. 
I'm sending this to the collective. Uh, you know what it reminds me of, you know, the 1st of January and your New Year's resolutions and you have to do this and this and this. It's like the conditioning of society times that type of thought exactly when our physical bodies and our energy bodies and our mental bodies are not able to do anything new. We're meant to be hibernating in the winter. It's the thick of yeah. winter. And just because the calendar has changed doesn't mean that we have the vitality, the stamina, the enthusiasm and the motivation to start something. We can't start something. We need to just persist. And that's kind of where we are at the moment to just get through the day, rest if you need to rest, walk if you need to walk, dance if you want to dance, eat or don't eat, do or don't do, you know, just don't be hard on yourself. Yeah. Just the natural cycles have been beaten out of us, haven't they? I love it. I think it's a brilliant time to be alive right now, even though there's a lot of change and some of it can be seen as stressful, but really it is change that's needed. So just kind of going through it with as much grace as you can and taking care of yourself through the process is really like an amazing accomplishment, I think. Yeah, as a healer, heal thyself, but being present more Mm-hmm. and imagining you know what, what I've been imagining is if 100 people show up or a thousand people show up what do I need to be in order to facilitate that and that's what I've been working on too yeah because yeah I just have this sense that next year we will be leading people through processes to help them shed all the stuff that maybe you and I have already shed yeah and I think it's so much easier to do it now the collective is ready for this And as we focus on this, we create more of this and the fear. Yeah. Yeah. There's fear. You can go over there because that's, that's not the station I'm tuning into. Mm -mm. I'm tuning into what we're creating. I'm comfortable with being with myself and not needing to do. And I think that's kind of where we are in the moment. We're kind of in a stasis or in a limbo and um, people find that very uncomfortable. They do because we've been taught to be distracted all the time. And then on top of it, people have been taught that they don't matter really. Like yeah. Who they are doesn't matter when actually that's all that matters. That's the most important thing because you came here with a gift that you're basically giving to yourself and you're spreading out. So being ourselves is the biggest thing. It really is. giving ourselves permission to do what we love because because that's how you find out what your gifts are yeah by letting your heart go oh I like this let's do more I really want you know yeah we're creator beings so I just say you know go for it if there's something that sparks you try it out it might not be the thing that like is the end of like all the things you're going to be doing, but it might be the beginning. Yeah. And I don't think we just do one thing. I think we do many things. Yeah. You know, so again, that's more conditioning, you know, you've done your 60 years of work and here's your golden watch and you had the same job and well done. (laughs) It's like, no, we can't do that. You know, I'll do something until I'm sick of it and then I'll try something else and I'll try something else. And I'll go back to the other thing. You know, I made a coloring book, uh, you know, and I've done poetry book and I write prayers and, you know, it's like, just, just allow everything to come in. 
Yeah. And just have fun with it. Enjoy it. It's coming in for a reason. And there might be something that you're doing right now that's not exactly what you're wishing for, but it's a step towards what you're wishing for. And you're building. So just like the builders are going to build consciousness, we're building the new society. Like we're building the new environment that we're creating for ourselves. So Yeah, and being yourself completely <clears throat> is so important. And I said to a client this week, think about a project that you did this year. Because in December, it's a good time to do a review. Think about a project that you did this year and how would you do it differently to be more of yourself in it? And yeah. even if it's a job, like a day job that, you know, you, you think you, you don't have much leeway. Say, so, okay, well, if I could manage that project completely and I had total control over that, what way would I have done it? And think about it, not binge watching or doing it quickly, but really sitting with it and go, oh yeah, well, if I had said this or if I had tweaked it just a little bit that way, then something else would have shifted. And then remember that for next time. So that, you know, even if it's your day job that you're not really keen on, that you can still bring more of yourself into it. Yeah. And be kind to yourself. We're all in the process of letting go of all the programming that's been going on. So don't expect that you're going to get to exactly who you are right away. You know, if you're still processing that stuff, it's okay. And you can say, oop, I let go of that one. Awesome. On to the next, you know, don't be so hard on yourself. Yeah. And as you're saying that, I'm thinking about healers who trained in certain modalities, mm -hmm. who feel that they have to stick to those modalities and do it the way that they were taught. Whereas yeah. just to suggest gently that you don't and that you are the weaver together of the energies in the moment that you're in with the person that you're with and put the books aside and know that you have embodied what you need to be there with that person or they wouldn't have chosen you. Yeah. But then again, to have that conversation to say, okay, I want to try this with you. Does that feel okay? Instead of just saying, right, well, I'm the expert and I'm going to do this because then you're disempowering them. But to say, okay, I have a feeling that maybe we could try this together. And what do you think about that? You know, to allow yourself meander outside of the structure that you've been given, because that's a lot of people who like feel safe inside a structure. So this is the way I'm supposed to do it. This is how I've been taught to do it. This is what I, you know, say, so, no, okay, well, I'm going to stand outside as me because my heart says that if we did it this way, it might be more effective. And you know what? That little thing could make all the difference. Yeah. So to, 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 to take a risk and try it, but to tell the other person, look, let's try like this and just see, <clears throat> because, and if my throat's going, that means I'm onto something. Yeah. <laughs> because, you know, when you're talking about the inner child and people acting out of their child, a lot of people show up it with to, to their healer as the child. So catch them for a moment and say, can I just talk to the adult here? The adult who knew that she or he needed healing, who made the appointment with me. And I'm not negating the inner child who also needs to be heard, but I want to just speak to the adults and say, okay, I have an idea and I have a feeling, can we try this? Cause it's a little different to what I've learned and let's just go this together. And then you're actually involving your client in a process and they feel respected Yeah, that they get involved and say, okay, it might work, might not work, but it could be just the thing because I'm feeling it in the moment. So 
I have a sense, honey, that that's going to happen more and more over the next six months. Mm -hmm. It's so important. Because they're creator beings just like we are. Yeah. Yeah. And you're not doing, you're still guiding, but you're saying, this is what I'm doing. You know, and how do you feel? Yeah. Definitely. And I think when people know what's going on, I mean, when I would do healing, I always tell them what I'm doing. So yeah. they come along with me. I'm not just doing it in the background. And um, people in my healing circle said to me there the other day that they really appreciate that because they feel empowered then that they can go and do it themselves if they need to. And then they know I'm there for backup. So by teaching people, because again, it's back to, there's always going to be someone who needs healing. And when you send out that frequency of I'm available to hold space and I'm good at what I do and come to me because I'm, a, you know, I'm open for that there'll always be people who show up to that frequency. And it's about the strength of that, that you're sending out into the world Mm -hmm. to not be afraid to then empower your clients to say, um, this is how you do it. We're not hoarding anymore. We're not coming from lack. We're not saying this is the secret of the secret and only the top of the top get this and you're not paying me enough. So I'm not telling you the secret. And that's the way they used to do stuff. It is the way they used to do stuff. So it really is so empowering. There's things that I like to give people. I'm like, and go do this, you know, go do this energy blanket. That's one of the things that I like to give um, them and describe it every step of the way. And I just feel like if you can do that for yourself, it's just going to in between sessions or maybe permanently, you know, you're you're creating your own world then because energy really is it's like everything everything's energetic at the core and if we as we learn how to work with energy that changes everything else you can diffuse a room that's like really angry by working with the energy in the room And it happens so much quicker when you're not carrying as much heavy, dense stuff as we were. And the lighter, brighter, let's call them 5D, 4D, 5D, 6D frequencies, if that's what you want to call them, Mm -hmm. um, makes it so much faster. And when you do stuff in an energetic form, it comes into actual form quicker. Like anyone who's watching this or listening to this could just think of somebody that they haven't contacted in a long time who you'd like to hear from. And just imagine yourself sending a text to them saying, how's it going? How are you? I'm thinking of you. And just feel it sending from you like a packet of energy. And then just see, does it come back? See if they contact you and come and leave a comment and tell us what happened. Yeah. You know, this is the telepathy. This is, this is us reaching into those realms that we, you know, because you can't see it. We've been conditioned that we can't do it, but we actually, we can. We really can. Yeah. We can do so much more than we've been told. And that's just going to expand and expand and expand. It's exciting. Yeah. It's very exciting. And right now is just like a beautiful place. You know, we're in a beautiful place right now. So to learn to be in the moment without feeling like you have to do anything. That's really important. 
really important. It is. Take a breath. Take a breath and know that if there's something that's not in front of you, but it's in front of someone else, you don't have to jump in and fix it for them because you're taking it from them by doing that to say, okay, I'm here. And if they come to me and want help, then they're in front of me and then I can do something about that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. We're not responsible for everybody else around us because they came in to learn and don't take away their lesson. Yeah, but you can listen and you, you, you know, that's invalidate and encourage. Mm-hmm. But yeah, and, and people holding on to story. And you can see where we bring things into form so much quicker that people are holding on to a story that doesn't serve them. It can be difficult for them to hear if you point that out to them, but I've been doing it more and more. Yeah. So what if you say it like this? What if you change the words? It changes the energy. It really does. It so does. You know, it's like owning a disease. Like I, you know, saying I have or whatever, or owning this is who I am. And not saying this is what I'm doing right now, but it could be expanding. It's like, I've just come up with an an idea, like you've been diagnosed with cancer. So it's like you say, I have cancer. Or you could say, my body's currently clearing cancer from its system. Mm -hmm. So then you are not the cancer and you're not empowering the cancer. You're empowering your body and you can go into the body and say, Thank you, body. What do you, what do you need? What resources do you need? How can I support my body to clear this thing out of my system? Right. So that you're not, you know, so you, you, you wither it by pulling your energy out of it. Whereas if you're feeding fear, you're feeding cancer, you're feeding illness, then it persists. Yeah. It, where your energy or your attention goes, the energy definitely increases right there. So Also, just knowing that you have so much power that you've never tapped into. So you have capabilities that are there that if you just say, I'm looking for the answer to this and I'm open to letting it show up and then it does. Yeah, without shaping it before it even comes in and just having that empty space, which is why it's so important to be able to be with yourself and have that empty space. Mm -hmm. It's like, like people getting together for Christmas Day with their families thinking, oh, it's going to be shit. Um, you know, my brother's going to cause me problems and my mom is going to be like this and my dad is going to be like that or whatever. And you say, yeah, well, you're creating that by putting those stories onto it. And you can say, OK, well, maybe I'm going to go and everyone's going to be in great form. and My brother's going to be really funny and my mother's going to, you know, be open to listening and, you know, make all the food with love and create the space in advance of going there so that you actually come away and go, that was actually, that was really good. Mm-hmm. So I can be around people that I find difficult at times. I'm judging their behavior and not the person. So you, you leave all that outside and you give yourself, you know, that space around you and the space around them. And we can all get along better that way. So. Yeah. That's beautiful. And so that's healing. I mean, you yeah. have to, be able to live at home you know that thing we're all just walking each other home but then you get home and you have to be at home you know and there's the other saying that says you think you're healed go spend two weeks with your family 
Ja. So, <laughs> so yes, yeah, so you get your mountain time, time in the mountain, time in your own time to defrag or whatever. And then you, you, you get your time when you're with your family. Mm-hmm. And that's what it's all about, really. It so, is. Yeah. yeah. Yep. And our families are all expanding right now. So enjoy that part too, because we're yeah. all meeting the people you know, like Abby, like that we've gone through all these lifetimes together and we're the, there are the people that like are so similar to us and our soul is fed just by sitting next to them or talking to them or, you know, being on a zoom with them really enjoy those moments. Like it's just beautiful. Yeah. Yeah, so, so you're no that. longer restricted. You're not just restricted to your blood family. You've got your soul yeah. family too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It's getting more and more exciting. It is. Yeah. So I think that's good. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Lots of stuff there to digest. Yeah. Yeah. Don't watch anything else for a whole week and just think <laughs> about everything we've said. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just enjoy it. Maybe watch it more than once. There was a lot there, I feel like. And that was really, really good for people. So I know I had a lot of fun and it was good. Yeah, for me. I always love talking with you. Yeah. So thank you so much, Abby. Thank you too. And I'll yeah. see you on WhatsApp in about five minutes and we okay. can probably keep going. <laughs> Perfect. Okay. <laughs> Thanks, everybody. Bye. Bye. If there's anything in this podcast that triggered you, upset you, or stimulated you to want to know more, if you've got questions, or if you have anything at all that you'd like Regina and I to cover on the show, please write to us. The email is healingforhealerspodcast at gmail.com. And we'll see you next time.